0: You are Locked On Browns, your daily podcast covering the Cleveland Browns, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Good evening, everybody. And guys, we don't always record on Saturday, but this is a, a story that I've, I've really taken a liking to over the last couple of weeks. Um, and, you know, part of the NFL draft is it becomes some players with some stories that everybody can get, kind of get with and kind of follow and, and just, you know, and, and you, you understand and you learn that these kids are, People and, and things that go on in their lives start to be you know take take your breath away, and we've had this gone on here after the scene uh, with the Senior Bowl, the game, and everything that's gone on during it. Uh, joining us here this evening, um, the from the University of Western Illinois defensive tackle, Mr. Kalen Saunders, had a great trip down to Mobile. Um, you know his fiance gave birth. Uh, you know Kalen made the choice to stay down there. We're going to get into that and just talk about the draft process and everything. But, ladies and gentlemen, joining us here on Locked On Browns, Kalen Sanders from Western Illinois University. Hey, thanks, thanks man. Thanks for having me. Uh, absolutely. And, and, look, and this is part of what, for me, and I've been following the draft for a long time, um, this what makes for the fun stuff. And it's just, you know, I mean, where you find out, you know, some kid played for some legend that somebody didn't know about. Um, before we'll get to, you know, this part of it, um, uh, now I, 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 you know, I did my homework on you. Um, I saw that you wrestled in high school. You threw the shot put in high school. All this stuff is accurate, right, Kalen? Yes, sir. I think it makes a in seeing in your play, and you know, obviously, and look, they always say, you know. You can usually notice a wrestler right away, and that's one thing I can notice when I was watching your tape this morning. Is quick with the hands, and you know, wrestling it's quick. I mean, you, you either gotta, you know, you're either gonna you're gonna win or you're gonna lose, and it's like split second. And I noticed that in your quickness and the way you were able to shift to power, and, and, and it showed up very quickly in the Western Carolina in the Western Illinois tape.
1: Yeah, yeah, no, I, um, yeah, I wrestled for my junior year, and um, yeah, it was it was a, a lot of teaching points as far as. Um, Using athleticism in a good way, and um, like you said, using my hands. And uh, yeah, it was like you said. I mean, you know, shooting for a, a double or a single leg is just like a tackle. You know, so it's like there's a lot of similarities there. And uh, but yeah, it was it was definitely a lot of uh, translation through those two sports.
0: Uh, now, recruitment wise, I mean, was this the level you were basically on, as far as you know, schools, you know, uh, you know, uh, on the playing level of Western Illinois? That's kind of where it came from.
1: Yeah, that, so Western Illinois was um, my my only uh, Division one offer uh, coming out of high school, so I didn't even I didn't have any uh, any other offers, even FCS level or FBS level. Like they were my um, you know my one calling card, I guess you could say. And then I got uh, Division two offers, but you know I wanted to play Division. That was a dream of mine always, just uh, to play Division one football.
0: Me as well. That was the one. That was the one thing, and I, I put it on my calling card, even though it was only for you know two seasons. I was like, hey, I can still say it. You know what I'm saying? You know, and you know, for me, a lot smaller of a guy, but I, you know, I can put my bed ahead at night and say, hey, at least I took it for as far as I could. One thing right, I did exactly. want to ask you now: uh, What did you weigh going into college? Because you know, I know you redshirted. Were you lighter? Did you put on weight and, and add muscle mass? You know, how much did you weigh when you walked in the doors there at, at Western Illinois?
1: Oh yeah, no, I have always been a um, dense kid. Like I I think going entering my red shirt freshman year I was already um on the higher side of two ninety, around like two ninety five. Okay. Somewhere around there. And then when I uh yeah, I think I was actually two ninety five when I entered college and then my um after my red shirt year I was just above three hundred and so I, I kinda like every year I progressed about five pounds um of yeah, like you said, that like lean muscle mass. Because my body fat has went down, and then my body weight kept going up every year. So yeah, I progressed pretty, pretty uh, normally throughout the years.
0: That's and you know, and it look. I mean, because you know, obviously you're not a six foot five guy, and you and looking at you, you know, when I see the number that is plus three hundred, you know, and looking at you, it's like, wow, well, you know, okay. I mean, he he's barely that. It doesn't seem like you know, it you know, I mean, you can tell three fifty, you can tell three fifty in a heartbeat, and it seemed like you know, for you, you definitely you know. So, uh, you know, I mean, I, I guess, you know, for the weight for you, it was maintained, put on muscle mass, but, you know, keep, you know, make it good strength, make it good weight, not make it negative weight.
1: Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. that That's exactly what it was. I, um, like I said, it wasn't like I was, you know, one of those like 270 pound guy, guys and then shot up to 300 or 320. Like, like I said, I was almost 300 coming into college. And, um, and then, like I said, I was always with a dense kid, like. Uh, whenever you know if my weight never came out and the people look at me and like guess how much I weigh like any new person I meet and they don't know how much I weigh they'll guess like I'm like 270 right now and um you know that's just because I guess that's how my body's built or how it looks so yeah I've always been you know heavier than what I look like uh, for some reason
0: okay now you had your freshman year and I mean you had your red shirt year and then obviously you got to play and you know the production started you know pretty much immediately you know as a red shirt freshman Steadily increased until your last year. I noticed a little dip, but uh, I think maybe that was more of a. Other teams said, "Well, if we're playing this D line, let's make sure we kind of take Kalen Saunders out of it."
1: Uh, yeah, no doubt.
0: A lot more double teams as your career progressed. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah I, and, um,
1: hmm. you know, I
0: was telling
1: scouts over up, up the senior ball that um, I, I hadn't seen had a, a true single team. Or a single block since like my junior year, because um, freshman year, you know, I was on a lot of uh, third down packages, and I might stay in on a couple first, second downs, but I was primarily used as like a pass rusher. And then my sophomore year, I like went from you know that package to immediately jump to being a starter and a four down guy. So, um, you know, I was I was uh, in in every down, you know, every I was in all the packages and. And all of that, and then you know, like you said, a lot of people started to uh, double team and scheme and things like that. But they weren't doing it as much because I was just a sophomore. But then my junior year, when I I really saw that uh, saw that coming up, you know, like a lot of double teams and scheming and running away from you know running away from my size and things like of that nature. Uh, which is ultimately why I went to the nose position my senior year and I end up in the middle of the defense instead of being on either side that way that you know it's I'm I'm balanced and it's it's almost like playing middle linebacker just at the line of scrimmage. you know
0: yeah absolutely and it showed I mean you know and obviously that they took you and said well there's no reason to put him on one side uh let's you know either way if they're going left or right you know even if he's not going to be the one to make the play he can you know take out two blockers in the process
1: (laughs) right exactly yes sir
0: all right, so now, um, and it's actually funny because some of the bigger draft guys, and it was—I I think it was like late October, early November. You know, they always come out with their, "Hey, here are some smaller school guys that maybe we need to know." And, you know, with that, all the guys like me, you know, and then look, you know, one of the reasons I want to talk to you is because the Cleveland Browns, we need some help here on the defensive line, 4.7 <laughs> yards per carry over 2000 yards rushing. It's a great product, but there's still something, you know, a great, great turnaround here for Cleveland, but you know, there's still something needed. We need about three, four defensive linemen, whether it's pass rushers with us, interior guys. So you get the call, you get the FedEx, Yeah, I'm, sure, I'm assuming you get walked into your, your coach and Hey, they want you to come down to Mobile, Alabama for the Senior Bowl. Now, here you are, you know, a kid out of St. Louis, you know, spent four years at Western Illinois. Oh, my God, you're going down to the biggest showcase for senior football players in the all-star circuit that there is, obviously. I, you did Tampa, too, correct, right? Oh, yeah. So, you know,
1: you're talking about um, the front and defensive style in
0: college? No, no. I'm talking about, you know, when finding out, you're going to start doing these all-star game circuits here and, you know, getting to showcase your talents in front of all these NFL scouts.
1: Oh yeah, no. I um, was super excited when I got the when I got the invite because um, you know I, I we were uh, talking me and my coach were talking about uh, the the circuits and my, I, I honestly didn't know the level of them. You know, like the East West Shrine, NFLPA, and the Reese's. I didn't really know like which one was best or anything. So I was just trying to get one. You know, like I was just trying to get in one. And then um, my coach ultimately told me. Uh, after my last game
0: of the season, that the, um, they sent the invite, and I was I was super happy, about it. Yeah, absolutely. Now, um, it, now and look, I know you've told the story a million times, but now you're down there, and this is for you. This is the biggest job interview in the world, and probably you know, yeah. other than the corner store or you know maybe any job you might have had in high school, this is you know something unfathomable. Now you're down there, focusing on this, doing everything you can. Your fiance. let's you know, hey, something might be going on here. Was the baby, Uh, did the baby come like a week or two early? Is that what happened?
1: Yeah, yeah. So her original due date was um, January 31st, and she came out uh, January 22nd, so a little
0: bit over a week early. Uh, So what's your initial reaction? Uh, I, I was
1: like, you know, obviously I was just happy that, came out healthy and, and was there, you know, was finally here after a long, almost 10 months of waiting or, you know, nine months really. Um, you know, it was, just, it was one of those feelings where uh, it wasn't necessarily, I was I was not like completely sad or upset about not being able to witness the birth because like you said, it, I was at one of the biggest interviews of my life and um, it was just more so of a, a, a sense of motivation of uh, if, if anything, I got to finally see pictures of her and see that she was here healthy and breathing, you know, um, ten toes, ten fingers, like everything is normal. So <laughs> you know, I was uh I was just real happy and um, you know, I was I was I was a little bit overwhelmed but not to the point where I was just, you know, completely out of it. It was just kind of that feeling like knowing that somebody, uh, another human being is is kind of depending on you to, to live and to be alive. So yeah,
0: it was. I was definitely excited. Um, and look, I, I, I was. I was there for both of the birth of my children. Um, you, even if you were there, and and this you know. I'll tell any new expecting father: you can read every damn book there is, but when you're in that moment. You have no idea what's going on. Um, that's why right. there's doctors. That's why there's nurses. Because you're in there, you're like, you know, and you look at the nurse, like, every time they're like, uh, and you know, like, you know, and, you know, my wife complained, ah, 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 and the nurse push, And then you, they, you relay back, like, you know something. Oh, honey, you got to push. You don't know. I mean, it, it, <laughs> I mean as a man, you don't know anything. You're just praying that it goes well for everybody involved. And, you know, exactly. Yeah, and look, and hey, you know, you may, you know, look, you're young. You may have another kid down the road. Obviously, you get a shot to be there for that. Um, But look, I mean, it was, you know, and even for my wife, my mother was more important in the delivery room than I was. I was there. Like, I was kind of in the room. (laughs) But, you know, that's what we have, moms. That's what we have, grandmas. Uh, Guys, uh, you listen to Locked On Browns. Now's a great time to drop an iTunes rating review. Always need them. They're always appreciated for the show. Go ahead and take care of that for me now. Um, so now, uh, you know, obviously as the week started to progress and you became, you know, look, a lot of it was, Hey, Kalen Saunders, here's this great athlete, the backflip guy. Well, wait a minute. The guy can really, really play. Um, you play with great leverage. Um, you play with athleticism. You're quick off the ball. If you find it opening, you close quickly. Obviously it showed in the game, but the sack there, did you start to realize as the practices progressed during the league week, like, and this was interesting with the Senior Bowl this year because normally there are a lot more guys like you, small school guys. This year, Jem Nagy, his first year, he did things a little different. There were a lot more, you know, ACC, SEC, Big Ten. He focused more on, you know, the bigger conferences, the bigger schools. There was only a limited amount of guys who were small schoolers. But as the week went on, did you start to, you know, how did you feel like, wow, these are some of the guys who play at the best schools in the country? How did you feel you were holding up as the week went on?
1: Um, well, I mean, initially coming down there from, from January 21st when we had to report, I was completely confident in the game. You know, um, there are a lot of guys out there that uh, decline to go to the game and, you know, decline to participate. And, um, you know, some of the guys that just got done playing, like, you know, guys in Alabama and Clemson or whatever like that, If they decline to go down to the game, then that's fine because, you know, they literally just got done playing like a couple weeks ago. So I understand that. But there are guys that that decline uh, the chance to go really show uh, that that, that they are the best of the best. And so, you know, I'm not going to be one of those guys, even if I did go to a big-time school. But, um, you know, like I said, I was confident in myself and my game to where I can go down there. I, I didn't need to feel anything out. I was confident in my technique and my game. As far as what I've been doing, you know, I, I've played against really good teams. And uh, at the end of the day, it's, it's the game of football is the game of football. It don't matter what level, what conference. I know some FCS teams that will completely destroy some FBS teams. And um, and then that being said, I play in the best conference at the FCS level in the nation. And it's, it's almost not debatable because, like, every single year, uh, you know, they they have to start putting Missouri Valley teams on opposite sides of the bracket because, Arm on on uh, the same side of the bracket because every time they're on opposite side of the bracket, they play in a championship game. So that just shows you how dominant the Missouri Valley was. And coming from that from coming from that conference, I had, like I said, I had no doubts in myself because I know I've been playing against the best of the best already. So uh, going down there, it was just, a, you know, a little bit bigger guys because obviously FBS, that's really the reason they are FBS because they're, you know, got a couple inches on you. And, um, but, you know, I was confident and I didn't, uh, as the week went on, it just kind of, you know, came to fruition a little bit more and, and proved it, proved myself a little bit more. But you know, coming into it, it wasn't—I wasn't big-eyed or nervous at all. I was just uh, ready to get after it. And then, like you said, to, through the progression of the week, I just kind of made made it more and more noticeable that hey, you know, I'm, I'm a small school guy, but I, I know how to play football.
0: And look, I mean, and, and, and you're not the first guy. And this is the one thing I always say: it look, they will find you. It doesn't matter, and it doesn't even matter if you know if it's FBS or FCS, if it's Division two, it's Division three. If you're lighting right. up enough people and you're putting out enough great film, they're going to find you. And um, you know, I know what you know. I know well of your conference because this is a level I played at. Uh, I played at Monmouth University in New Jersey uh, last year. Monmouth okay. University lost to Northern Iowa in the playoffs. So, you know, I, I, I know the level, and I, I definitely know the conference that you're playing against. Uh, I, I'm sure you played at Northern Iowa with that weird-looking dome that kind of looks like a hockey rink. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: And with the carpet, pretty much carpet, turf, yeah, I played there.
0: Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, it was it definitely, you know, because I I, I I tuned in for that, you know, it was actually last year's playoffs, and I was just like, wow, well, this is a the, one of the weirder-looking football venues I've ever seen in my life. So, you know, just, and it's funny, but I, I give you, a ton of credit for you know what you put yourself through here um now as far as you know look you know the next step what are you looking to approve upon here because it's weird the way the draft process works because it's not so much about football stuff as it is you know pro days and combine and and, you know it's more like athleticism training and things of that nature and obviously obviously the bench press is going to be something you know what is like the focal points of the workouts you're going to go ahead and start with on monday
1: um, well, I kind of already had been training uh, before
0: the Senior Bowl, and even like a little bit in the last year because you know my
1: season ended uh, uh, pretty early. My last game was November eighteenth. Um, that was you know the last game of the season, and we unfortunately didn't make the playoffs. So I started training um, probably like a week before I graduated. So I, tra- I started training like the first week of December, and um, you know I've been training you know up until the Senior Bowl. And so um you know i already kind of started a foundation uh but you know that i now granted i was training a little bit more football skills because i was getting ready to go down to alabama and play but okay. um now you know my, my focal point will be more so um just drills that i'm gonna get you know in the in the in the combine and in the pro day like you know i want to work on my explosion from my 40 and vertical and then you know obviously the bench press is always there and uh you know just just a, the quickness and agility aspect of uh performing good in all of these tests and um you know it's unfortunate that uh it's broken it's broken down like that so where you know you gotta do these things and get the good numbers for people to look at you but you know it's part of the process and uh i'm embracing it and i'm just you know trying to make sure i get Good enough, good enough numbers to where uh, it's kind of validated through my play as well.
0: Well, I mean, look; those are all just calling cards and checking the boxes. And the best part is. Is nobody's going to care about it once you've done these things? You're never going to run a 40 again. You're never going to exactly. run a th- three cone drill. So it's it's just like a, a small price to pay as you do it here. I do want to you know talk to you a little bit you know about your game here. You know uh, pass rush wise. You know I mean you know pass rush wise run defense. What do you think are your strengths and give me some weaknesses that you think, well, I, I mean, look, man, you're a good player. I don't want to say weaknesses, but what are some things <laughs> you think you need to work on? So go strengths first and then, you know, give me some things that you'd like to improve, refine technique-wise.
1: Yeah, so, um, for sure uh, my biggest strength that I, I feel like I had is that just athleticism. Um, I played a lot of positions and throughout my career, pretty much, and uh, I started playing football when I was about eight or nine years old and um since then I've played like twenty out of well, I wouldn't even say twenty out of 22 because I
0: played punter too. so I played uh <laughs> Well if you a threw a shot position. put if you threw a shot put if you wrestled, why not punt?
1: <laughs> yeah, so I mean, yeah, I like you know, they playing those uh, that multitude of position it kinda of, it kind of teaches you teaches you like, you know, what the other what the opponent is thinking, like for example I played a running back. So I know what a running back is when I'm D line, like, you know, watching his eyes and all kind of things like that before the play. And, um, so like the strength is just that like my athleticism and position, uh, versatility as far as like being able to play anything along the D line. Um, you know, whether that be a stand up end, a hand in the dirt, anything like that, zero technique, I'm comfortable with all of them. And, uh, you know, I, I have displayed that throughout my career Western and, um, know obviously teams won't want me to be those positions but that being said it should it that would show that you know i have that knowledge as far as uh defeating blocks at from any kind of position um and then so yeah i would say this athleticism, position uh versatility and then like uh pass rush ability is is probably the third biggest one that i the strength that i feel like i have because um, you know, like I said, I don't really, I didn't really get that many singles blocks throughout, or uh, for my last two years of college. And, um, uh, and I feel like when I do get single blocks is when I take advantage of, them. like, when you, if you look at my, uh, highlight tapes or film in general, you'll see that like a lot of my sacks and stuff come when I get that single team. So that shows that I'm, uh, reliable as far as defeating a, a single block. And, you know, when I get double teams, I hold my point and things like that. So, um, you know, just reliability is, is is key. And then um but the thing I do need to work on and I've learned that from my uh from my position coach while I was in Alabama is um uh, working my hands and and uh working tech or keeping my hands high and tight when I'm doing my moves because like uh a lot of times um you know, I have I have quick feet for a d- defensive lineman. So if the feet and hands don't match then the move might not work even though it was a good move like if your hands aren't quick enough to swap the old lineman's um, hands before they grab you because you know like and and that's the thing with me I'm not gonna like if if a lineman uh holds me like on the interior and it doesn't get called uh you can ask any lineman I've played against I'll tell them that that was a good hold like I'm not gonna sit here and complain to the refs and say yeah the lineman just held me because you know it it doesn't get called unless you're you're running, chasing the quarterback, and then he's holding you like that. But if the quarterback's in a pocket, and you get too close and get too engaged, and they hold you. That's just a good play by the whole So So um, a lot of things, what I've been working a lot is uh my hands are keeping them high and tight and not let allowing them to droop down when I'm uh, progressing through my moves.
0: Yeah, and and that's the thing. And, you know, I've heard so much and I've talked with defensive linemen in the past, you know, whether it's, you know, like boxing or MMA type of stuff. And it's, you know, I mean, and literally it's, you know, almost like, you know, the hand and slapping, fighting. And and I love that you brought up that point because, look, you know, if you're going to play and spend a lot lot of time on the interior, you're going to get held. But look, with the amount of referees on the field, there's 22 guys. They cannot see everything. And, look, we've seen that week in, week out in the NFL. Every penalty is not going to get called. Yep. Appreciate it. No doubt. All right, guys. We're going to get to, uh, guys, Locked On Rams, Locked On Patriots, Super Bowl tomorrow. You're looking for great coverage from both from either of those teams or anything to get you ready for the Super Bowl, the Locked On Rams podcast, Locked On Patriots podcast. Go ahead. Check those out. We've got a couple questions here before we close this out. Um, first things first, how are your diaper-changing duties? How's your swaddling skills, man? How you doing, Kalen, with that? Yeah, no, I'm, I'm getting good, man. i um.
1: My fiance was actually uh, mad at, well, not at me, but at, at uh, her daughter because when I changed her for the very first time, you know, usually when she gets changed, she's like screaming and crying. And uh, when I changed her, like my first time changing her, she was just completely silent, content, stuff like that. So uh, <laughs> she was kind of joking around like, I carry you to the and, you know, this is how you treat me. <laughs> but, um, but, yeah, no, I'm, I'm getting good at it, and, uh, you know, I, I, unfortunately, uh, we're just on the milk, so the the poops aren't as, as bad as they will get. But, <laughs> you know, <laughs> we, uh, by the time we get there, I'll be a pro. And uh, But, yeah, then the swaddling we got, like, these little, I don't even know what they're called, but they're, like, pretty much, like, made for swaddling Because, you know, usually you can swaddle in, like, a blanket. And um, that, that might be a little bit harder. But, like, we got these ones where you got to pretty much sit her inside of a um, little pouch looking thing and then sh- sh- uh, take one side and put it over and then take the other side and put it over that so it's pretty it's real easy
0: oh so wait a minute man They made an easier starter kit now this must have been something that came out yeah. in the last 10 years because I had to do it old school style 10 years ago
1: <laughs> yeah man we get into the future man it's, it's wow. ever evolving everything is
0: well, I mean, science, internet, man, everything makes things easier as we do this. Um, uh, I'll tell you right now, how I won't let you, I can't let you go. Uh, You know, game tomorrow night, Super Bowl, obviously, everybody watches. Give me a pick. Who, who, who do you like tomorrow night? Man, that's a hard one, man. I, I'm, not, I'm not a gambler at all. At all oh, no, I ain't asking you to gamble. Here, who you thinks going to win the game? <laughs> you ain't allowed to talk about that stuff no more. <laughs> yeah, no, I, uh, no I, I
1: think so. I think the Rams will get it, but that being said, you can't you can't bet against Brady. So, you know, like I said, we're gonna see. We're just gonna figure out what's gonna happen. But uh, hopefully, you know, I think the Rams' defense is good enough to uh, hold Brady in check a little bit. But you know, Brady's just got that quick release to where uh, he. I feel like Brady almost throws off of the rush instead of like the receiver being open. Like he he goes through his goes through his progressions like. If the rest is that fast, I'm throwing it in to check down. But if it doesn't, I'm going to take the deep shot. And that's why he never gets sacked. Like, I think they had a stat where he had been through, like, the whole postseason and he went up – he got sacked maybe once. And that's just ridiculous. That mean – and he's not you – know, you know, Brady's not fast at all. So, that means he's getting off the ball. He's not running away from anybody. So,
0: no, reason, um, You know,
1: but <laughs> – yeah so, uh, so, yeah, so, hopefully, you know, I want to see if the Rams can do it because, obviously, my uh, – One of my biggest, um, I guess you can say idols or uh, guys I look up to is uh, Aaron Donald, and uh, it would be pretty
0: cool to see him get get a ring. Well, that's uh, shocking, guys. The guy who plays defensive line goes for the team with a really, really, really good defensive line. So interesting (laughs) with that standpoint. But, uh, yeah, I mean, if you want to talk about a guy to model your game after, Aaron Donald ain't a bad one here. Um, (laughs) I I do want to say one thing, Caitlin. I do appreciate you coming on here. Um, but the path you chose of saying, look, this is where I got to be right now because I'm doing, you're 22 years old and you realized how important your fiance, your child and saying, look, me being here and and doing the best I can. And this and look, I'm in my forties now. And I tell my wife, look, there's decisions I got to make that are in the best interest financially for you. And I have two daughters, 12 and 11. For, for, I mean, it just showed a, a tremendous amount of maturity and, and the realization of everything that was going on because here you are and selfishly, you know, you're in the biggest opportunity of your life. The other part of you is, well, this is a huge opportunity, a huge part of my life as well. But, you know, providing for them and, and, and a guy like you who went down there and I've spoken to many Adria folk who said, you've either bumped yourself around, if not two, one round minimum. I mean, you're going to hopefully make for an easier life for everyone in you know who's close to you involved, and that's impressive that you did that. And it's it's it was just great to see, and, and you know that's what I think makes you the great story here, the great story that's gone on here for a couple of weeks. It was just fun to see all of that, and, and a young man realizing that you know it's not about this week; it's about the next 10, 20, 30 years.
1: Yeah not uh yeah like you said man um you know it, it was that was the biggest uh, driving force for my decision is um providing for my family you know and my my mom and dad um they have they're not you know wealthy by any means like you know uh, they I, I now that being said I, I was raised in a household where I didn't need for anything but at the same time I didn't just get everything that I want but, so um you know I I would uh Always try to make sure that you know everybody's taken care of, and you know make sure that that's why I made the decision to stay. Because, like you said, that's a that's a job interview essentially, and um, a job interview for a, a really really good job, if you would say so. Um, you know, I wanted to make sure that uh, I made an impression, and on on um, the coaches and the GMs that were watching, and I want to make sure that you know guys or the, the guys in the front offices know that. Uh, you know, this is not I'm not doing this just because like I want to be a millionaire or anything like that. Like I'm doing this because one, I love football. I've been playing football since I was or for about fourteen years now. So, you know, if I didn't love football I would have quit or I would have went to a way of FBS school for shot putting discus because I had offers for that. But instead I went to took my one offer to Western Illinois and I played for four years there and, you know, I'm, and I gave it everything I had. And so, you know, I, I just want that message to stick with people that uh, you, you can do, you know, whatever you want to, especially if the the, the opportunity that I got being in the senior bowl, I knew for a fact, like my whole time thinking, I'm like, man, this is, you know, a lot of guys want to be here. So I would be foolish to go home when a lot of guys didn't even get this opportunity. And um, then on top of all of that, uh, I, I can't give, en- give enough credit to my fiance. Um, she is one of the main people that told me to stay. And when you have the literally the woman that's having a child telling you don't come home, you know we know what this means for you and for us and for our daughter. Like you know you can't beat that. So I, I um, we talked for a good long while and um, just decided it was it was best for me to stay and prove myself and. And that being said, I got a lot of motivation out of that and out of having a, a newborn daughter. So, um, yeah, it was just the best decision to stay down there and, and get the job done.
0: Yeah, and, and and look, that's what it's all about. And look, I mean, there's some of these guys now, I mean, who are nowhere near where you are. They're like, you know, no thoughts of, you know, settling down, certainly no thoughts of children. So somebody like you who who focused and went into it like that, it's it, it, it was impressive to see you know look I, I I have nephews your age and you know like you know I sent them a text because they asked me for a favor so I returned their text they don't return the text for two days it's like well you asked me for a favor dude here you are trying yeah. to provide for everybody you know um, yeah. I tell you what just give me one thing here and then we'll close it out here give me the Kalen Saunders sales pitch look I'm gonna draft you I'm gonna invest in you. Um, I need you to pan out for my team, and look, I'm going to keep saying Cleveland Browns because it would be a nice fit. We can use some guys, but it's a <laughs> one out of 32 shot. But but yeah, what's sir. the sales pitch? I sit you down and I say, hey, what are you going to bring to my franchise? Go ahead.
1: I'm going to bring reliability for sure. Um, you know, I'm, I feel like I'm a very reliable guy, and, and that's on the, on the field and off the field. You know, I, you'll never find... Any bad press about me, anything in the in the media that's bad, you know, I, I have a, a family and a name to uphold. So and then, well, obviously on the field as well, right? you know, I'm used to taking on double teams and things like that. So if I'm if I'm taking on double teams every play, that means I, I know somebody else has to make a play. So reliability goes hand in hand. Reliability and trust are, are kind of the two words that I think. Uh, describe me as a person and as a football player because, um, you know, and that that comes with, like you said, panning out down the road. Uh, you want a reliable guy. That way you know that he's not going to uh, go out and go do whatever he wants. Like, say, if I'm getting double teamed and I try back backside it or backdoor it to make a play and then that turns into a 60-yard touchdown run. Uh, reliability is one of the biggest things you need on a football team. And if you got 11, 11 reliable guys on the field,
0: then, you know,
1: that's, that's going to lead to
0: the best defense in the nation. And it's not even close. That's a great selling point. And now, what is going to be the feeling when you get that phone call and you're watching, whether it's NFL Network or whether you're watching it on ESPN, and it says so-and-so franchise selects defensive tackle, Kalen Saunders, out of Western Illinois. What is that? Are you are you ready for that? Oh, man,
1: I'm, I'm more than ready Uh you know, it's been a lifelong dream to play in the NFL, and I've been watching those guys on on TV for the past, you know, like literally for the past twenty years on TV, watching those guys on Sundays play. And um, and my dad played football, and then I had a lot of brothers that played football as well, and we all used to just watch it. And um, obviously, everybody wants to make it. And I'm the younger side of the brothers, so you know, I'm like the last line, <laughs> and uh, and it's not it's not necessarily like. All my brothers in my ear, my dad in my ear, like, "Hey, you gotta make it!" It's, and they they support me no matter what. If I was to play semi pro, CSL, or in, in Europe somewhere, they would support me. But just the fact that I'm getting this opportunity to play in the best league there is uh, in the world, you know, that's that's a that's a blessing. And uh, when, if when and you know, God willing, if I hear that that uh, that announcement and my name going to whatever team there may be, um, you know, I'm just going to be – it's going to be just a, a lifelong dream to kind of, I guess, realize. But uh, that being said, I'm, I'm not just going to stop there because I'm not – I don't want to be one of the guys that say I made it to the league. I want to be one of the guys that say, you know, I played in the league and I had an impact in the league. So uh, as soon as I hear that, you know, I'm going to be happy. It's probably going to cry a little bit and family's <laughs> going to cry, or whatever, but uh, right after that, you know, it's almost like the twenty-four hour rule that you get in the game. Like, gotta forget about that game in twenty-four hours. I'm gonna forget about that draft in twenty-four hours and get to work for the next day, ready to, you know, help whatever team I get
0: drafted to. Well, that's and that's the thing with a bunch of guys I always talk to. But it's it's great to get that call that you got drafted. But it's all about you know getting through those first couple of years, getting that second second contract, and realizing you know you were not a, just a guy who had a cup of coffee in the NFL. You were a guy who right. had a career in the NFL. Kaylin, exactly. it's been fantastic, man. I do appreciate it. Look, uh, I tell you what, maybe we'll get you back here somewhere closer to April, where you, you know, somewhere in April, where you know, we'll get a little bit, you know, better, you know, idea where you're at. And but look, best of luck with this process. Um, one thing I can tell you is. Uh, stay the heck away from social media. Put up pictures of you and your daughter. <laughs> Don't tweet none of that stuff. You know, but but because so many guys they put up the dumbest things and it ends up costing them yeah. the long run. For you, you're in the best position in the world, man. You got a beautiful little girl. You got a nice little family life going on here. I wish you Good nothing part. but the best, Kalen Saunders. Um, Guys, it's Ben been Locked on Browns here, LGB on the LOB, with Mr. Kalen Saunders from Western Illinois. Probably one of the better feel-good stories of this draft. Maybe some others will show up here, but we know Kalen's story now and it's going to continue to carry on here. And with that, we'll put this to bed. LGB on the LOB. Let's go, Browns.